The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. 205 on this hump day. Oh, is it Wednesday? It is Wednesday already. Where has this week gone? Well, you know, actually, Monday, Tuesday kind of just puttered up. I I didn't find that at all. No, well. I've been very busy. You've been busy with the new fridge and stuff. Yep, got a new fridge last night. Pretty excited. When does it show up? Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) At some time. I don't know. Yeah, you know, sometime between 1 and 6? Yeah, they got a phone and uh, make an appointment. I think we've got people coming over on Saturday, so my guess would be they'll arrive at the same time. Fridge and people. Yeah, you might want to talk to them about that and see if you can arrange it for the morning. Yeah, I don't uh, handle those kind of things. The way it works <laughs> is I came home last night. Carol had been shopping for a fridge all afternoon, had mm. been sending me pictures mm. by text and information, and I just kept saying, just do it. Just, those go are my, ahead. Just go ahead. Do it. Get it done. And uh, then I got home, and she texted me saying, well, maybe I'll come home and get you, and uh, you can take a look at fridges. And I said, absolutely not. Like, you've done the research. Get the one you want. So uh, then we went to Best Buy uh, and looked at the fridge, and I agreed it was a good choice. And then, But by the time I got to Best Buy, they were no longer booking Friday for the delivery. It was now Saturday. Not saying, just saying. Had we gone with the go-ahead... Friday at whatever time, or yesterday at whatever time, we'd be getting that fridge on Friday. But that's fine. It was expensive. Yeah. Yeah. They can be. Yeah, they sure can. <laughs> if you get the one your wife wants, it's pretty expensive. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Fortunately, what are you doing? I'm, I'm, well, I was looking for my pig, but now I'm trying to find out. It's like you're cleaning your purse out. It's like when I try to clean my goes purse to. out. <laughs> Is there yogurt in there? There's nothing. Tangerine? There's this hunk of cheese, that's Maybe it. I was going to say some cheese. <laughs> no, I, sorry, I put that into the old fridge. The fridge is still working. My old fridge is still working, but not for long. It's, it's 20 years old, and it's making a, a noise like it's drilling. Oh. You know, like just this loud. It sounds like the only thing that's missing from the fridge is that beeping noise when, when a truck backs up. Oh. Like it's just otherwise very noisy. 20 years old, though. Yeah. That's what happens when you get to 20. You it had a good a life. <laughs> yeah. You get a little rowdy. Start doing things. Uh, You're not supposed to. That's right. Still refrigerating stuff, though. So That's good. Yeah. Uh, on the show today, between three and four, Dr. Gans Ferentz joining us oh. in studio for our monthly edition of How Does That Make You Feel? That makes me feel great. <laughs> He's going to have a guest with him. He does have a, a guest with him. He is bringing in Kara Derringer. She's been on the show with uh, Gantz before. International best-selling author, life coach, and founder of the People for People Conference. Mm, that should be We're talking about self-care. No, personal growth. Eh, same thing, I <laughs> Whatever. think. Whatever. I'm going to ask him first off, what does personal growth actually mean? I stopped growing, I think. Maybe I need oh, to start I'm growing still, again. I'm still growing, but in the wrong ways. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> I think perhaps uh, I need to be pruned a little before I can grow some more. <laughs> Cut back. <laughs> get, get rid of some of the dead weight and uh, <laughs> maybe re-soil me or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Replant me. And then at uh, 2.30, mm-hmm. the snowbird is going to call us today. Well, yeah, hopefully. Pilot 
of Jet Number Three mm-hmm. and the Snowbirds. The White Court uh, Hometown Heroes Air Show goes this weekend. So, uh, what's his name? Major Tuckett. That's right. Major Tuckett joining us. Great name. If you're going, Jason Tuckett. If you're going to be a pilot, Jason Tuckett. Tuckett. Jason Tuckett. He started with 408 Squadron here in Edmonton flying helicopters. Is that a fact? Yeah. Hmm. Went on to do the fixed wing business. Okay. Yeah, so very interesting. Well, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to all of that. Also, yes, we, I can't more. wait to tell you about this story that has pretty much gone viral. It's out of Oregon mm-hmm. about this woman and a mountain lion. Yeah, it's quite something. The story doesn't do it justice. You really have to watch the video. <laughs> so, But we will tell you about it. Um, there's some audio, there's some sound that goes along with it, but it's just a <laughs> interestingly bizarre, fascinating story. It certainly is. Sounds a little lighthearted, and you know, you have to be careful starting any afternoon news show lighthearted, because then people are like, is that the most important news out no, there today? No, it's not, but we'll get to that. Well, yeah. Um, just, uh, you know, if you've been following uh, the latest in the Toronto shooting, mm-hmm. we can tell you that police have identified the young girl, the 10-year-old that was killed, uh, that had been um, not released until uh, just last night. Juliana Kozis was from uh, Markham, Ontario. They were down on the uh, Danforth for ice cream They'd gone for ice cream when the shooting happened, and, and and she was shot and killed. She was into synchronized swimming, and uh, a third year in the sport, and had been doing quite well. So there you go. On Tuesday evening, eight of those injured uh, from the shooting remained at hospital, including three still in critical condition. Can I just uh, say this, Jayla and I, mm-hmm. because it's not lighthearted at all, and then I'll feel as though we've started the show on the proper uh, tempo. Um, so last night I was. I get home, I, I check to see if anything's happening for tomorrow's show. There's just a very initial check, right? But when there's a story like Toronto, yeah. uh, you it's check kind of on a that constant, one. Yeah. Right. Specifically, just as we did with the fires and, and with other the stories. The van attack, you yeah. name it, yeah. You just want to know what's going on, if anything's changed, and sort of keep an eye on it. And I saw uh, a tweet uh-huh. uh, about, uh, well, here is the shooter, yep. and uh, it's this guy with his finger up in the air, uh, not that finger, but a number one finger standing next to a ISIS, ISIS flag. flag, and people were commenting about, well, you know, there's the liberal media, you know, they weren't didn't want to say he's a terrorist, now what do you, and comment after comment, and I, I was honestly just so discouraged yep. uh, in mankind, because that's not the shooter. No, it's not. And, you know, I just looked at the picture and went, that's not him. Yeah. yeah. And, and two tweets below that was Toronto Police uh, tweeting a picture. Clearly not the same guy at all. And, and But all these people piling on and saying, and not just about the media, because I don't, I don't even care about that anymore. It was just the misinformation. And, and my problem is the first person who did it, I'm going to guess, knew that wasn't the shooter and thought yeah. this will stir things up. And then these other people who do no research whatsoever... No. This, Retweet yeah. a comment. If, if you Google uh, the name of the shooter, there's a lot of them it's, out yeah. there, and it links to a lot of different That's pages. Right. Um, the um, that that image that you're talking about was in fact uh, somebody else. He was. Um, a 17-year-old. His name was Tal Halasmal, a 17-year-old from the UK. Oh, that was actually, the guy. He, he was the youngest. Yeah, who joined right. ISIS in 2015, reported to be Britain's youngest suicide bomber. Um, so there's all sorts of stuff like that going around. Again, you know, you know, read, double-check, double-check, double-check. The uh, 
ISIS is claiming, um, you know, involvement now. But Toronto, the Toronto police chief, and with, with ISIS doing that with no backup whatsoever. They do that every time. Which is what they do. Right. That is what they do. Yeah. Uh, the, the police chief of Toronto issued a statement this morning saying there is no indication that the shooter had any links to uh, ISIS and said at this stage we have no evidence to support these claims accurate information accurate information about this investigation will only be released by the toronto police service we will continue to explore every investigative avenue including interviewing those who knew mr hussein reviewing his online activity and looking into his experiences with mental health let the police do their yeah, jobs. let the police and give them time to do their job everybody wants answers right away and and that void that's left between an incident and the time in which Officials give you uh, verifiable uh, information. Mm -hmm. That void is filled by idiots that put out memes. And and honestly... Tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists. Right. And honestly, I can't can't talk about this without saying one more time. Stop getting your news from memes. (laughs) If you see a picture, even if you agree with the, the, the narrative on it, Google it. Google image That's all search. you got to do is That's Google it. Yeah. It yeah. took two seconds to determine that wasn't the shooter. But there was literally, when I saw it, hundreds of people commenting on how it was being kept a secret, and there he is in front of an ISIS. It wasn't him. And I just honestly, Jay, I shut down my computer. Yeah, and I, did, I did the same thing. Yeah, there. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. I, I've had enough of this today, at least. Yeah. I'm not doing it no. anymore. Because you, and then even saying this, and I'm not looking down the texting page yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you'll. We'll oh get, yeah, it's going to be right there yeah, too. Yeah, listeners right here in Edmonton will be like, "Oh, there it is, the conspiracy." We're covering things up. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know just what? let the police do and the job. Can I say something? I'm going to. There was a, a, a journalist, uh, a newspaper yes. um, editorial that was written uh, yesterday, yesterday the day before, and um, you know, talking about some. Um, inside information from uh, law sources. Okay, and if that turns out to be true, all righty. But again, let the police do their jobs. Further down, though, and I just have to say this disgusted me. Um, The journalist gave the exact address and apartment number of the shooter's family. Which now has police guarding the apartment. So that's a good resource. That's a good use of police resources. Why would that individual do that? I don't. I don't understand that. I, and I'm, I'm honestly asking. I don't. I. I don't know why. Is the address of the family newsworthy? And you know, I got. I, I think of, I that in, that that is a really good way to incite violence. More violence. Absolutely. Yeah. The, you know the other thing too, and I don't know this to be true at all. Okay, but again, I'm just thinking it through and not knee jerk reacting. Back when this happened, and we said. It's a 29-year-old. We don't have his name yet. Because we didn't have his name yet. And then people said, how could the police possibly know he's 29 and not know his name? And I thought, that's a legitimate that's a question. question. That's a great question. And I got thinking about it, and I, I talked to my brother, who's coming over, who's a former mm-hmm. RCMP officer, mm-hmm. who now makes his living in a sort of a classified area of government uh, that has to do with terrorism. And I just asked him his opinion. Uh, he's in a computer area these days. He's fighting cybercrime. Pretty exciting. It's cool. I would have had him on as a guest, except he's not allowed to talk about it at all. He's allowed to say what department, and that's it. Anyways, he said, even in the most rudimentary police investigation, if you have something like that and you don't know, at that point, anything's a possibility. So you may not want to give out his name for fear that that would tip off people back at his apartment to hide evidence or 
uh, it, there might be others associated with him. They don't know anything at that point. So they're giving the public as much information as they can. He's 29. That doesn't narrow it down much. But by giving the name, that could cause a series of events to occur that they don't want to have occur until they've had an opportunity to go to his apartment. And it does take time to get the body, the, the crime scene uh, yep. cleared up, the body to the morgue, to get the family there or whomever it is that's going to do you the want to positive notify ID. Next kin? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, There's a process. Yeah, I, I know it. And I think one of the things is, is, is the way that um, news comes at us anymore. It's like drinking uh, water through a fire hose, right? It's like drinking through a fire hose. It's coming at us at, at, us at full blast. Whereas before, remember mm-hmm. the days when we had one newscast, really one television newscast a day at six o'clock, maybe at 11 o'clock at night, and people would wait until that time. But now it is it's instant. instant. So and that has changed things dramatically. How about this? Uh, yeah, guys, this text. Yeah, guys, that's fine. But then they need to stop building the narrative that this poor guy was sick. Let the police do the job, right? So, again, put yourself, texter, put yourself in media shoes. The family issues a statement. Do you want to hear what the statement is? Of course you want to hear what the statement is. Then we read the statement. And it's, we're not saying that that is exact and whatever. This is what the family is saying. It's right. attributed to the family. It's not attributed to the police. You will hear the police continue to say, we right. are exploring that narrative. We are exploring right. to see if those are true. So if you don't read it because you're like, well, that doesn't fit the narrative of yeah. some of the people. They would like it to be a terrorist act. Yeah. And hey, you know what, folks? It Maybe be. it was. It could be. Let's find out. But if it doesn't fit your narrative, then you don't want to hear it and you think it's wrong. Yeah. You know, but... This isn't NCIS New Orleans where things are solved in an hour. Right, I know. With commercial breaks. And and here's the thing. ISIS says that he was a, a soldier for ISIS. Hey, did you hear me? ISIS said it and I repeated it. Not hiding that narrative. ISIS but they said proved it. No, they proved they gave no. Police chief says up. there's no evidence, yeah. right? And, and they, they didn't provide yeah. evidence, right? But as far as family issues, a statement. You, do you want the media to go? Okay, let's ignore the statement yeah. about mental health because that's not what mm-hmm. a lot of our readers want to read. They, they, we don't get that judgment. Fortunately, though, people who make memes do. They can go. You know what? I just like this story, and that's the one I'm going to do the picture. Yeah. And you know, we don't have that same luxury. And this it, is a huge investigation with yes. the number of people that were um, killed and injured. Mm-hmm. It's a huge investigation. We know that when one person is injured or one person is killed, the size of that investigation, imagine how many moving parts there are in this one. This keeps going for oh, a second. Gosh. The letter the family released was written by a professional Muslim spin doctor with known affiliation to the Muslim Brotherhood. Now, I know that it was a PR person that helped the family. I craft the letter. Beyond that, I don't know, but you could be right. I don't know. Again, the the family of a shooter makes a statement. Should we have said, did you write it it yourself? (laughs) Did you write it? Because if you didn't write it yourself, we're not, you know? It will come out one way or another. Yeah. It will. But uh, yeah, you know what? And I'm thinking of you sitting at home, maybe you're texting in right now. If if this happened to your family, would you be willing to put thought to paper to get to, to, to mm-hmm. get some room, some breathing room, to answer all of the calls coming in from the media? What now? Would you be able to do that? 
coherently right. <laughs> think and about it. So you probably get some help too. I have actually, in fact, helped people in Edmonton in this situation. Really? They have come to me when someone of high profile passed away asking me how they should deal with this over the next 24 hours. People, uh, yeah. And I, I said, you need to put out as, as a statement. Absolutely, because that answers the questions yeah. and gets people off your back. Even this poor child, this 10-year-old yeah. girl who died, do you recall that when, and I want to say her name again. Juliana Cozes. Juliana Cozes. Uh, her family immediately said, we don't, we want our privacy, we don't want the name released. Mm-hmm. And then 24 hours later, they said, okay, here's the name. Mm-hmm. They needed time. Like, you know, and and again, it's like, everybody, nobody knows how you'd react. I don't know how I'd react in a situation yeah. like this. If it was my son that was shot or my son was the shooter, I, I don't know how I'd react. But you can't read so much into it that, you know, because there was a statement, it's false. Because there wasn't a statement, he's guilty. Because You know what I mean? Like, just let the police do the job. I think we've said it enough. And stop getting your news from memes. Google is your friend. Hey, uh, Jalen Nye. Just uh, one little yeah. update. Uh, the CBC is sure. now saying that the gun may have come from the brother who is in a coma. We don't know why he's in a coma. coma. Still trying to figure out all of this. Yeah, all somebody had texted and said, uh, somebody, somebody had texted, we're not saying this, somebody had texted and said, is it true the brother had 400 guns? Yeah. I, I, no, I've not heard that. No. I've not heard that at all. But yeah, I have. I had heard that the brother was in a coma, media was not sure what put him in a coma, and now CBC reporting that the gun may have come from the brother, maybe the brother's gun, gun obtained illegally. All right, well, it so, didn't say obtained illegally. No, obtained illegally by the shooter because yes. he didn't have a license to carry that gun. Um, I wanted to mention this. I oftentimes say when counselors are in, as you all know, both <laughs> on and off the air, that you guys hold these uh, opportunities, these town hall meetings, these websites, and you tell people you want feedback, and then you don't get the feedback that you're specifically looking for, or you don't get enough feedback, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, <laughs> but I think it's because people don't know they have to go do it. So I'm going to help the city here and tell you you need to go do it. This is on the uh, the smoking. smoking. Right. Do you remember this whole... Well, we had uh, uh, John uh, Zadigan for Ward 3 City Councilor in right. for an hour and a half talking about yes. pot, the, the the change there was. They, they and went he this said far, there was going to be public back. consultation. He did. Right. So Here's th- your chance, people. It's happening. So rather than give you a long, drawn-out website address, I'm going to tell you... Were you able to find it? Yes, eventually. <laughs> go, to, go to edmonton.ca. <laughs> because I couldn't find it. I know. It I takes a while. I was looking for it, but I couldn't find it. I'll give you a hint. It's like a little clue, a little Easter egg for you. Um, go to programs. So go to edmonton.ca okay. and then click on programs. You'll eventually find it. Or if you Google um, survey on smoking, edmonton.ca, something like that, you'll find it. It is tough to find. So you remember initially they came up with these rules for banning cannabis and it and they incorporated smoking yeah. into it. And it meant that you know guys couldn't have a scar on the golf course, that kind of thing. Yeah. So they're looking for your feedback now, and once they get it on uh, coming up, uh, I think next month, right? They're going to take a look at all the feedback that they got. Yeah, I'm trying to find where they say. And, and that. here's the thing, you know what? Um, when they've done uh, surveys in the past on 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 um, mar- uh, marijuana, and and I think less than five thousand people took the survey. That's right. Based on the reaction that we had on that topic on this show, there is much more than, many, many more than 5,000 people out there that have an opinion on this. Take it. This is your chance to be heard. So remember every time, and you don't even have to, you can do it at home. 
yeah. on your laptop. So it's not like, you know how we always tell you... When you're Googling you, for information. That's right. We, we always say, vote, or you can't complain about who gets elected. Well, this is probably even more important to smokers as to what so if you're a smoker or or, 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 or if you're a non-smoker that you know as opposed to this take the time edmonton.ca as i say if you go to programs you'll start to find it navigated Uh, but it's a very short little survey with your ideas on where smoking should be legal and illegal do it (laughs) edmonton.ca you think that they would have put it in the i I know i know can i just (laughs) i know it's hard to navigate the city site. I specifically went looking for it, and I couldn't find it. And the one I did find was based on one that was done last I year. Know. It took me a while. I actually clicked, I think. The cat was trying to get on my lap, and I sort of was trying to pull it up, and I think my elbow hit the mouse, and it hit programs, and it was like, oh, there it is. It was in a list. So it takes a bit of navigating. And maybe tonight, oh, that won't get to enough listeners. I was going to say maybe tonight I should have probably copied the link so that we could tweet it out. But maybe I'll do it on the 630 chat account tonight or something and get it out there. I should have done it then, but I was in a rush to does do other things. Does it smell like smoke to you in here? Oh, yeah. No, I didn't know why you were waving at me. But, yeah, I'm it does smell like the building's nose, on fire. But it just smells odd. In so Bauer, you were, can you smell that? You were pointing to your nose in the no, ceiling. No, it smells different in here. What okay. is it? Well, mm. I don't know if we should pursue that at all. <laughs> don't. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.